Where you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning. You're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. <clears throat> I did it, you can do it. Those technologically challenged members of the class, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, X, Twi Twix, Twix, whatever. yes, Twitix. Eh, Twitix, Twitix, yeah, Twitix, that's what we mean to put in there. Sometimes on YouTube, that won't be today because he'll get censored. Hey, Twix are almost uh, as good as donuts. Yeah, I'm not a Twix fan. It's uh, sugar. Give me a Reese's. Okay. Then you catch the podcast yeah. after the show. <laughs> it's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you got sometimes your peanut butter in my chocolate. On BitChute. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at theroadtoconcord.com. Have you caught up on those emails yet? Nope. I got my got internet no, back. He got his internet back. He but no I had to do work yesterday. Uh, that work stuff. I, I had to take care of the people who paid me money to do the job first. Now I'll go take yeah. care of internet. Anyway, uh, phones are on today, but yes. only for registered numbers. And hopefully our registered people have the number because I found I had some kind of a glitchy in my thing. But hopefully everybody's got the number now. If you don't. Uh, and you want to call in and your regular yeah, classmate, Daryl called me from behind said, occupied territory yesterday and said that he hasn't been able to join the class lately because he's got similar problems as with his mother, as I have with my parents. Oh so my T-Rex hasn't been able to be here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you could request phone access to an email and I'll think about it. Uh, if you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like subscribe and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, Joe is an acquired taste. Wasabi yes. black coffee with habanero sauce. Yes. And Twix. Yes. Stir with the Twix. <laughs> this show is listener sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we do ask for your participation on a value for value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. And thank you for all of you that do do that. We appreciate it. it helps keep the lights on here. I don't hey, know why. We but... all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. A turtle interrupted. Now, just stay seated and give <laughs> and it that's a That's not time. unusual, is it? You soon realize we now not might be the smartest. Than I am. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and, and logic. Still eating independently formed opinions. <laughs> Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Charlie, this is one of these days, man, where I wish I was still in a tank unit. <clears throat> I, I've, I've got a. I know I'm supposed to be a believer and a good witness and everything, but this is just one of these days where I wish I could backslide, man. We used to, when we were on the range, Sometimes this was before the days of the M1, but when we were the old M60s, you'd, you'd fire the rounds and you get the you get the you know the big shell casing that's left. It's got cordite in it left, you know, from the gunpowder. And then everybody brings whatever alcohol they had and just poured it into the shell. 
beer, wine, hard liquor, white, white it, it just whatever. Just everybody mixed it all up. You sloshed it around and then you drank the concoction out of the shell because what the cordite does is it's a vassal dilator. Oh, fun. So it's just like, I mean, the only better way to get sloshed quicker is to just put it right into your arm in an IV. <laughs> so it's just one of those days where I'm feeling like it would be better to do this show inebriated. Seeing how I don't have donuts, this just, and y'all will understand in a minute. Yeah, I guess I should have brought donuts today. I thought no, about it. No, I almost that's did. Okay. Okay. That's, that's... <laughs> Aaron says, he, I can handle the main gun. He'll take care of the Ma Deuce. I like Ma Deuce, man. Just for those of you who don't understand who Ma Deuce is, that's a 50 caliber machine gun. All right, guys, let's get going. All right, Charlie, I'll, I'll, I'll take over. I got it, brother. I would, you can pop in anytime you want. Even the AI knows that she can pop in whenever she wants. But it's going to be a combination of Manic Monday, Conspiracy Theory Thursday, and Throwback Thursday. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun today, boys and girls. Um, I want to show some headlines that I've snagged from MSN News off of web browser here, or whatever the heck this is. Um, just this week, in the last seven days. And that's why this is important. Um, I'm not so much going to be worried about what the stories have to say. In, in this case, we're looking at the, uh, we're going to be looking at the headlines themselves. We'll talk a little bit about each story, but I'm seeing something. I know it's, you know, conspiracy theory Thursday. I'm seeing something in these headlines that concerns me a great deal. Um, Cause you remember, I know how to, I, I speak fluid progressive ease. You know, I, I speak progressive, and I've tried to teach you how to speak it too. I've tried to teach you how to translate. I'm, I'm seriously concerned. I mean, no kidding aside, I'm concerned by what I'm seeing in the headlines because what I'm seeing on the quote-unquote mainstream media, meaning state-controlled media, in a lot of ways, I'm not seeing any of it on the normal feeds that I would normally read. You know, the, 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 the misinformation sites from the far right-wing kooks you know, the people who are actually trying to publish the truth as best as they can determine it. There's a discord. There's a break in, in what's being reported. That's if you're not a consumer of, you know, air quotes news, this, and even if you are, you may not see it if you don't know what you're looking for, but if you're not a, you know, air quote news consumer, you're not going to see this. If you're only reading one side or the other or paying attention to one side or the other, you won't see what I want to show you today. I'm assuming that the, the majority of the classmates here, we, we get our news from sources other than the state's, you know, state-approved, state-sponsored, state-controlled legacy slash mainstream media, and I say that facetiously. But um, hopefully you do. So some of the stories I'm going to show you today may be new to you. Or it may be a surprise that they're in the mainstream news. We're going to start here. This is your homework assignment, you know, your, your homework class, theroadtoconcord.com. If you're looking for that on any Google-oriented or Google-connected search engine, you're going to have to look and look and look and look. But if you go to DuckDuckGo or something like that, pops up first try because, you know, we own the domain name for theroadtoconcord.com. But you're going to see that I've titled this uh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, it's world war three. And oh 
boy, I did not realize how prescient I am in this. I'm, I'm a prophet and I don't know it, but my feet probably show it. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's a poet. Anyway, got to be stupid today because if I'm not, this will have me rounding up anybody in the audience that's ready to go and we'll go off and march on World War III. But we're going to have stories here linked to Iran, China, and Russia. Iran being the lion, China being the tiger, China and North Korea being the tiger, tigers, and Russia being the bear. And we start with this one. It says, U.S. may be forced to retaliate robustly against Iran, tipping region to all-out war. Why are we going to be forced? I guess because the Houthis keep attacking us with little bitty drones. Some well, pa Pakistan just attacked Iran, too. I know. Now, what this gets down to is because a bunch of ragheads living in the desert attacking us with remote-controlled drones, you know, is such a serious threat, we're going to have to go into a regional war to stop it. I don't believe this. I don't believe this at all. I, I, I see predictive programming here in this headline. And by the time the day is over, if you understand what we mean by predictive programming, hopefully you'll see the possibility of intentional predictive programming on the American people. And I said, possibility, I don't want to get too conspiratorial on you, but this class has been with me long enough now to know that there are no coincidences in this type of stuff. So this is the first story that I had. And it's just about how if this drones attack stuff keeps going and Iran keeps rattling the saber, we're going to have to get into an all-out war. Okay, right, whatever. Next story. And these are all, every story I bring you today, folks, is related. Everyone. And the last story I'm going to bring you will wrap it all together. I'll show you. Stick with me. This one here. China's women continue to buck the party line. What? What's that got to do with World War III? A lot. If you read through the story, basically what you find out is feminism has come to China. And the women don't want to be shoved back into their traditional box. This has become a problem. Well, why? The men outnumber the women there. Exactly. So, boys, if you want any chance to play boy with a girl, you're going to have to play ball with the girl. Hopefully, the adults in, in the class understood what I just said. If you want to play doctor, you're going to have to do what she tells you to do. And this includes the government. What? Oh, yes. The women have more power in China than they do in the United States because they're not enough of them. And we're going to see in a couple other stories I have for you today, this is actually a big problem. If you're not, um, if you're not an intelligence operative or somebody who deals with you know global international politics and policy, you may not see the threat here. Hopefully, by the end of today, I'll be able to explain to you why this story is a threat. All these stories are in your homework. Here's another one. Welcome to the narc Narcotopia, the CIA-backed drug state standing up to China. This is about a small region of, um, there's, a, there's a state, what, what, what state is it? I'm trying to read it. Myanmar. Mine, 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 well, this is a region within Myanmar 
about the size of the Netherlands that's just broken off and declared itself its own country without a revolution. And Myanmar hasn't done anything about it. Well, this is because they are making, I mean, just obscene amounts of, of heroin off of the opium trade. And they're absolutely filthy, stinking rich. And this is causing trouble for China. And this is why if you're a control freak, if you're a Karen, you can't afford to let the people in your circle be financially independent. Because when they don't have to worry about taking care of themselves because they got enough money to buy whatever they want, you can't control them. Now you understand why they want you on welfare or what they call basic. It'll be just enough to live, not enough to become independent, and therefore you're always groveling at your master's feet for the next crumb. Well, this country doesn't have that problem. It broke off from its motherland in Myanmar, and now it's causing China trouble. And China can't have people independently running around doing whatever the heck they want, especially on their border. Because then the women that we just saw might find out that, hey, China can't actually control us, and we want to be free, good little feminists, and they might get even more uppity, which might cause the young men in China to get a little uppity. And the next thing you know, China's lost control. Yeah, Joe, that's just a big conspiracy theory. Except that's how human nature works. It's also how politics works. So we've got a country that's run by drugs. We've got feminism in China. And we've got toy manufacturers leaving China. And it's not child's play. Now, all of these are from MSN News, folks. Look, if, if you pay attention to the screen, this is all the same source. So what is a, how are all of these real, Joe, you have lost it today, man. You're crazier than normal. What's a toy factory got to do with feminism? Simple. You know why the toy factory is leaving China? Because China's not the cheapest place to make things anymore. The Chinese want more money to do the work. So now you got to leave China. Okay. Well, why is that a problem, Joe? Okay. China is a communist country. Charlie, just put your microphone on for a minute for me. Help me puzzle this one out, man, because I'm not thinking too good today. You know, I'm on my alcohol here with, you know, I, I got myself drunk before we even started. So you have a totalitarian company that's already got economic problems. And now it's populace is getting uppity and wanting more money. And it's causing the businesses that you do have in your country to leave. Why would that be a problem with a totalitarian country? Got any idea? Venezuela. Yeah. And we just heard a story about how Venezuela is now eyeballing its rich neighbor because it has no money. Yes. There's no evidence that China's looking at maybe gobbling up a very wealthy neighbor, is there? Oh, no, no they wouldn't. The name no. Taiwan wouldn't pop no, in no, your head. No, okay. no cool. there's nothing there. Folks, this, this story here, this is dangerous because this toy company is this just one story of a trend right now in China. China's losing its industry. And seeing how they're totalitarian, they don't know how to make more. See, here's another sign. China's economy is in deep trouble. What this one is about is China's exports are, have dropped. They dropped 4.6% for over 2022. This is the first time since 2016 their exports dropped. So what this tells us is that there's economic pressure in the nation of China. And there's also social pressures in the nation of China at the same time that China is expanding its military. But we're going to find out that there's also military problems in China. Oh, looky here. China eyes the royal family's sacred land in a cross-border grab. 
Well, they're having trouble with the narco, you know, subset of Myanmar. Now, this is going to go to the Tibetans. And China's been slowly gobbling up their country. Well, it's this area that they're encroaching on. They're literally taking the land from another country. China is, little by little, progressively, little nibble, little nibble. This is an independent monarchy. It, it's a, de a democratic monarchy. And nobody in the world's complaining about this. Why? How's this related to everything, Joe? It shows you that China has expansionist uh, ideas. They want to expand their borders. They want to gobble people up. They want to bring more people under their control. Because there's not a whole lot of assets in this country. There's not a whole lot of assets in Myanmar other than the opium fields. It, this is just a gobbling people up. They want control over everybody around them. And now we have Taiwan responds to Russia's statement on United China. Well, wait a minute. There's that Taiwan word in there, Charlie. Okay, anyhow. The Russian foreign ministry stated that Taiwan is an integral part of China, echoing the official Beijing statement. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Taiwan responds to Moscow's claim. Okay, folks. In World War II, it was called Formosa. Now it's called Taiwan. Traditionally, historically, if you go back in time, this island was part of China. They broke off. They declared their independence. They aligned themselves with the West. The Chinese aligned themselves with nobody. They went communist. Taiwan has been a free democracy, quote unquote democracy, representative republic. And Hong Kong got gobbled up. It used to be a protectorate of, of uh, England. It got gobbled up. So now it's under the communist influences of China. And it's it's got its problems because of that. And I, this is something I'm telling you right now. I, un, I understand. I was doing business with people in Taiwan when the handover finally took full force. And I knew a lot of Chinese. They're, they're ethnically Chinese, but they were Taiwanese and Hong Kong citizens who also have dual citizenship. If you were born in Hong Kong, you have dual citizenship with England at the time. So a lot of my business partners were Hong Kong citizens with family in Taiwan, and they also were British citizens. Well, I can't do business with them anymore. I know if you look this up, the news will tell you that, you know, the powers that be will tell you there's no problem in Hong Kong. Well, I can't do business with these people anymore because they lost their ability to do business. As soon as China took over Hong Kong, all the contacts I had to the Chinese factories through my Hong Kong contacts, they're all gone. China gobbled it up to control it. Now, financially, it looks like Hong Kong's still doing fine, but they're under China's control. China now wants Taiwan. China has always wanted Taiwan back. It would be like the United Kingdom saying they want the United States back. Oh, wait a minute. They have said that. That's what the Rhodes, Rhodes Scholarship is all about. Joe, that's a conspiracy theory. Except if you've been in this class, we read Mildner's Kindergarten. Go back to that conspiracy day. We read where they specifically said they would set up the Rhodes Scholarship to bring American leaders over here and teach them to go back and slowly turn America back into a servant of England. So they said they were going to do that. Wait a minute. Bill Clinton was a Rhodes Scholar, wasn't he? Anyhow, pay no attention. No threads through history here. So China wants Taiwan back. We are ostensibly 
an ally of Taiwan's that has off and on said we will help defend Taiwan. We recognize Taiwan as an independent country. Charlie, you're in electronics, right? China takes over Taiwan. Right. Is that going to cause this country's economy any trouble? We're done. Toast, aren't we? Yeah. That Silicon Valley will just collapse. Collapse. And what happens to California if Silicon Valley collapses? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It'll be a wasteland. So are you seeing any of the worrisome signs in the in the headlines I'm sharing so far yet? No, there's nothing. No, no. Okay, now you know no, about one that's ahead of the class, you know, that, that we're not going to get to yet, dealing with the individual that lost his job. Mm. Yeah. Well, yes. That's connected to this. Or at least it could very it well could be. be. Yeah. And if it is somehow connected to this, oh boy, whether it's good or bad, scary, right? Yeah. We'll get to that, folks. This, that's called a hook and a teaser. I'm getting a little better at that, pretending to be a professional. Thank you, Charlie. So Taiwan, right? Okay, well, no, no worries there. Let's keep going. The crown jewel of the Chinese military appears to have serious corruption problems, but the U.S. can't afford to bet on missiles all being defective. What? Now, hold on just a second here. Excuse me, had to clear the old throat there. Hopefully that worked. This is a story we saw earlier. This is about um, recent reports point to corruption and readiness problems in the Chinese military and the rocket force in particular. So apparently their rockets might not work because they're not being maintained properly but due to corruption, spending the money other places. It says it's also been suggested that these issues are connected to the recent military leadership shakeups. And the U.S. and its allies can't afford to assume China's missile force is completely defective, though. There's nothing really in this story that gives me any reason to believe that missile force is defective, just leadership. Well, this connects to another story. It says Xi Jinping is in a battle with China's own military, and the outcome could drag the U.S. into World War III. Okay, first of all, we're going to have regional war with Iran, the lion. Now we're going to have regional World War III with the tiger, China. And what's this telling us? This is Xi Jinping is in a struggle with China's military, purging senior commanders to reshape it. Well, that's okay. Obama already did that to our military. He wants generals ready and willing to go to war, analysts told Business Insider. Okay, we wanted generals ready and willing to go to war for the military industrial complex, but not to defend the United States. So I see parallels here. A Chinese invasion somewhere like Taiwan could drag the U.S. into a third world war, one analysis or analyst said. Oh, wait a minute. They're already thinking the same way I was. And I didn't need the story to tell me there was a threat on Taiwan. I've mentioned that a long time ago, folks. So, okay, we've got problems there. What else do we have? Oh, this isn't a problem at all. China has a new full-scale target of America's Ford's, the America's Ford supercarrier. Well, if you can't see the chalkboard, this is a life-size mock-up of the USS Ford. Now, if you're a conspiratorial freak thinker like me, I can only think of one reason you build this. You're practicing taking it out. Why would you be practicing killing the America's supercarriers? I don't know. I guess you think we're going to come after you and attack you like the Russians did during the Cold War. Because the Russians used to practice killing America's carrier task forces. This is an ominous sign, folks, because the Chinese have been developing a Navy that has only one purpose, 
go to war with ours because there's the size of the Navy they're building and the type of ships and weaponry they're designing and the way they're spreading out throughout the, the Southeast Pacific or the Southwest Pacific, excuse me, but the, the China rim there, the South China Sea, the way they're spreading out through that area, it's, it's all meant for area denial. They're going to try and do what Japan tried to do in World War II. World War II, J- Japan tried to take the Western Pacific uh, on the coast of China and all the way out to the Gilbert Islands and turn it into a giant Japanese sea that they controlled. China's going to try to do the same thing. And they're building a Navy that, if you look at it, if you understand the military, there is one purpose for it. They're anticipating a head-to-head conflict with the United States Navy. Oh, boy. That won't be pretty. So, this is where we're at right now. These are the first group of stories when we've done the stories on the uh, lion and one of the tigers. But we got another tiger we got to look at here. And let me pop all of those up before we get to the bear. Um, And remember, folks, all of the stories I'm sharing with you, I've gathered in the last week. And about half a dozen of them, when I came into the show today, I thought I already had my show prep done and ready to go. But there it is on my MSN, whatever internet place, more of it. And I threw them in the show show notes because they work. Okay, here's another one. This is the other tiger I have for you today. Is North Korea preparing for war in 2024? And it'll go through all the signs they think they see that points to a war. Well, you know, nothing new. China, North Korea has been doing that for a while, right? Eh, this might not be the same. It says... North Korea issues ominous warning about nuclear strike this year. They're going to strike somebody with nukes. Isn't that what Putin said he was thinking about doing? China's also warned us about that. How many people have to warn us about striking us with nukes before we start saying, hey, somebody might have some bad ideas planned for us? Because this is all aimed at us. Hmm. I had to make a note. I have something else coming for you at the end of the show today or toward the end of the show. Here's the next story. North Korea launches a solid fuel missile tipped with hypersonic warhead, state media claims. This is from a Fox News article. Hypersonic missiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very difficult to intercept if they work. They travel at, I don't know, four, five, six times the speed of sound or better. If they work, there's pretty much no way to stop them. So if North Korea is threatening you with nukes and if they put they 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 can put a nuke on a hypersonic missile they they they're dangerous. I don't know that they could reach the United States but they could dang sure give Japan a problem and southern Korea. So why would any of us need to be worrying about any of this, right? This is all just what ifs, Joe. Well, yes and no, because North Korea is allied with China, and China's making rattling the saber at the same time North Korea is. So North Korea might be feeling like they're emboldened. North Korea could very well be the proxy that China uses, just like Iran uses proxies within Hezbollah. Next story, analysis. North Korea's rejection of the South is both a shock and an inevitable rejection of the South. 
Yes. You can read the story. I think they missed the point. The point here is that just as China has never given up its claim to Taiwan, North Korea has never given up its claim to South Korea. And folks, the Korean War never ended. Yeah, they're still at war. Yes, legally, technically, they are at war, which technically means the UN resolution still stands. So if this goes hot war, if we're going to keep to the UN resolution, we're supposed to move back in and help fight this. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun because I don't think we'll do it. President Yoon sends, uh, sends a warning. North Korea, beware. Deceptive peace is over. Uh, what? This is South Korea's president saying the deceptive peace is over. Folks, this is signs that the South Koreans are finally getting ready to get ugly with the North Koreans and that they're tired of this game. Things are going to heat up in Korea if this keeps up. you got to understand that Politicians like to talk to each other through the new through the media. They do their back backdoor signals and you know diplomatic negotiations, but they also like to talk to each other through the media. They signal each other. One of the problems is is just like a bunch of high school idiots. One talking head starts saying, "Well, I might do this," and the other talking head said, "Oh yeah, well I might do this, and I might do this," and I, and the pretty soon you got a Biden Trump type of war going on in the media, or Biden I mean Trump DeSantis or whatever. The problem here is you've got countries with the ability to put some bite behind their mouth. As soon as some stupid leader who thinks he's immune from his orders decides that his honor, you know, he's been insulted enough that his honor demands he act on something. Because remember, these these presidents and premiers and dictators, they're human beings with egos. A lot of them are narcissists. Once they get insulted enough, that's how you start a war. That's how you start a war. And it will not be pretty if this happens. Because this one would escalate quickly. You know, we've supposedly, we're an ally with South Korea. If they get in a war, we're supposed to go defend them. Now, let's hop to the bear, Russia. Still all stories from MSN. All in the last week. This one says Russia hit by largest civil protest since its Ukraine invasion began. Okay, so I know that I've got problems in Korea, but that's that's a proxy of China. I know I have civil unrest growing in China. Now I've got civil unrest growing in Russia. And that's what this is. They're, this is their version of the 1970s anti-Vietnam movement. Okay, the, the, the Russian people are not happy with what's going on in the Ukraine. By the way, Russia's winning that war, despite what our media is telling us. Then it says, Russia is getting ready to attack NATO. Build reports. Mm, what? They've supposedly lost all of their weapons in the, in the Ukraine. Well, here's where I want to talk to you about this. I'm a tanker, a former tanker. I know how many tanks the Russians, at least once upon a time, had when I was in the military up and through the late 90s. Um, I don't think they can afford to build as many modern tanks as they as as they did with the T-72s and all. But they have a number of them, a great number of them. When they invaded the Ukraine, they sent tanks in there, and I heard a lot of stories in our media. But even though I have no respect for Russian armor after Desert Storm, I know how easy it is to take out. I also know how hard it is to take out. The reason 
it was easy to take out the Iraqi tanks is the people manning them didn't know their head from a hole in the ground. And the people fighting them, us, the United States military, were seasoned, hardcore professional soldiers in top-of-the-line equipment led by combat-experienced veterans. In other words, the absolute worst possible scenario going up against the absolute worst possible enemy. We went through them like a knife through butter. But the Russian bear, even though they're mostly conscripts, they're not quite the same people as the Iranians, I hope. What? Yeah, I hope they're not. Because if they're that weak, then that's even a bigger problem. Charlie, if Putin gets Russia in a war with NATO, and it turns out that the Russian weapons and soldiers aren't what they were in World War II, and he's locked in a war where he's going to lose face and maybe lose Russia, what's that leave him left to use? Uh, he, he will, he, and he's already said, he will go nuclear. I now mean, you he, see he said, why he said that in Ukraine. So yeah, you see why that's a problem now. Yeah, because if you think he won't do that, you don't understand the bear. I was raised learning the bear. You were too, weren't you, Charlie? Yeah, and and something that you haven't covered here, and I don't know if you'll get to it. You probably will, but um, you have to look at the state of our military. Oh, we're in bad shape, too. Uh, in World War II, we had the worst situation you could have, militarily speaking. We were fighting a two-front war. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to do it then because we had the industrial base and the will to fight. And, and the technology like at the time didn't require immediate response. Correct. Correct. Today, we don't, we don't have any of that. We, we don't have any of that. We, we, would, we, we would have trouble fighting one enemy let alone and we're already in where how many countries have I, i've shown you the stories yes. where and, how and many the, countries in africa and the problem are is these countries know this yes so that if something kicks off in the mid-east or in china or korea everybody else is gonna jump on the bandwagon and it is going to be Exactly well, what Glenn Beck said it would be a decade yeah. ago. Everybody go. Get America. Yeah, yeah. Get them now. It, it's it's going to be bad. Yes, it will be. And you will see do you remember soldiers this... on American soil. They're already here. But, well, that's true, too. Do you remember the story I shared a while back about how our current active duty forces are smaller now than they as a proportion of the country oh, as yes. they were in World yeah. War II? Yeah. If folks, World War II started. We didn't get into the game for almost a year. Operation yeah, Torch, yeah. when we finally when we finally started fighting the Germans, it was almost a year later. Yeah. It took that long to spool up. You don't get a year in today's war. No. You fight with what you have now. And so not, not to mention, gosh, can I go here? Yeah. What the heck, man? This okay, is scary. I'm going to go here. Um, and I, I, I hope I'm not violating any oaths that I've made, but, but I think this has been in the news. We don't have the supply chain that we need for the munitions and things like that. Um, We've given it all to the Ukraine. Remember, because, we've got a shortage. We did that story. You know, We've got a shortage. We've given it all to the Ukrainians. We, we were talking about cruise missiles earlier and this and that. And, and you know, munition. we actually have to keep track of our munitions that we're expending so that we know how much we got left. Uh, and, and there's not much, you know, capability industrial capability to replenish these munitions once they're gone 
you see this comment from Mr. Holt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Water we, jug. We are you, actually you, starting to. We're starting to, but, but water jug. Here's what's going to scare you. The level Since the mid 1990s, you cannot make modern high tech United States fighter aircraft without Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. We cannot yeah, make yeah, them. No we way. cannot no. build new fighters without the Taiwanese. And we and we have a lot of problems in our supply chain. You know, technically, we're not supposed to supply uh, you know supply parts from China and such in the military, but it's happening. Yes, and we know that the Chinese have put spyware in that stuff because there's you know there's waivers for everything in the military if you know yep. how that works. Yep. And it. Oh, you want a scarier one, Charlie? Since Bosnia. The United States Air Force's F-15 and F-16 fleet have been under G-load restrictions. We've yeah. flown their airframes to death. Look at our B-52s. That thing's, thing's older were, than the people flying they, them. Yeah, these things are older than me. And we're spending billions on defense, so how come we haven't... And we're still flying these right, things. How come we haven't rearmed ourselves? What you're seeing, people, is a deliberate disarmament of the United States live before your eyes in a way that you don't understand. Like the F-22, it's a great plane. We built a hundred and something of them. Yeah. It was supposed to replace 1,500 F-15s. Yeah. yeah 150 is supposed to replace 1,500. It doesn't work. Say, so, well, it's a much better plane, Joe. Oh, and yeah, in two days, it's technology. combat ineffective anymore because you can't keep them up in a modern combat environment. While at the same time, the plane that can just about not be destroyed, the A-10, the Air Force says, oh, we don't want any more of those. We'll build a few more F-16s. The F-16 cannot do the job of the A-10. No, I, I know we're getting into the weeds here. with the military here. I, I understand that, folks, and I, I don't want to go there today. We're going to have to do a show on just how badly the United oh, States gosh. military is. That, that would be we're a, a paper show. tiger in a lot of ways. Yes, we, oh, in we are ways. in a many lot ways. of ways. Yes, many ways. Now, if you think our enemies do not know this. Oh, they know. You are wrong. That's in the background of today's stories. That's why you're seeing all this saber. That's exactly going why on you're seeing these it. news headlines that you're seeing here. Because that is they, exactly they see what's why you're on. seeing it. And they're just waiting for someone to light the match. All right, Charlie. Well, let me get myself back into what I was doing here. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is great because now we have this story. Putin ally issues ominous red button threat over NATO war report. We did a story earlier last week about how this same guy is saying, you know, we're going to go to war with NATO. And we just had another story. All of these stories are in the last seven days in the mainstream media. Every one of them. This is predictive programming. They are setting you up to think we have to go to war. I don't care what these stories say. The headlines are what I'm looking at. The headlines is where the predictive programming is because they know you don't read these things. And half the time, if this is left-wing media, We've already demonstrated the story doesn't say what the title says. So why the title? The title is the point. That's why we're not reading these stories. The story is not the point. The title's the point. This is propaganda, folks. Said Putin billboard raises invasion fears. What? Russian borders do not end. This is a claim with the Russians. They say their borders don't end. Russia wants to rule most of Europe. Don't forget, this is going to go back to the 1920s and 1930s, the fight between communism and fascism, antifascista, you know, Antifa versus the Russians. The, the, the communists, this hasn't ended. This is nothing new here, boys and girls. This goes back to, to that fight. 
Putin turns to new strategy in attempt to weaken NATO. That story was in my newsfeed just this morning. All right, these are all from the so-called mainstream media that I've collected just in the last few, last week, okay? I've got four more I want to share with you from MSN news sources. This one, Navy fires nuclear submarine captain because of a loss of confidence in his ability to command as investigation is launched. The U.S. Navy fires a nuclear submarine captain. Oh, it is worse than that. It, it, I'm not even going to read this. Let me, I'll give you the details on this one because I've read into this. He was a boomer captain. Boomer is military slang for he's a nuclear ballistic missile submarine captain. We're going to, you know what? Let me just dump this. We'll pop Charlie on here because he's going to have some expertise on this too. He, he understands, we're both former military, Air Force, Marine Corps. I know not Navy, but you have a classmate listening who is intricately involved in this. I retired from Navy civil service. So I know a little bit about the Navy too. (laughs) All right. So he is on a cruise missile submarine that has over 150 Tomahawk cruise missiles on it. It used to be a Trident ballistic missile submarine. They converted four of them. So he's one of four captains on these type of submarines. If I want to invade Taiwan, these four submarines are the number one way to stop that. These four ships could shut that invasion down by themselves. These four subs by themselves. So now, Charlie, how well vetted is a ballistic missile submarine captain? Uh, Extremely. Yeah, because that man actually has the ability to start World War III right there on his neck. Yeah, these guys have clearances that that have alpha characters as... Oh, they've got clearances that have to be cleared to have clearances. Right, yes. I'm I'm talking these are... So the story says this captain's been, quote-unquote, under investigation for a while. Would that cause you any suspicion just for that alone? Yeah, that doesn't happen. As soon as you are suspected and you're under... You are removed Let me tell you a personal story, and I think I've related this once before. I had a top-secret SCI clearance. Uh, special compartmented information. So it's it's up in that range, but not even as high as what they are. I had a problem with some medication that I was taking. And because of the reporting requirements, I had to report this to my security people that, hey, I'm on this medication, blah, 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 blah. I won't go into all the details, but they immediately pulled my clearance. For medication. For medication. And I reported as, as I'm supposed to, you're supposed to self-report, you know, you know, and you're supposed to, you know, they say, well, it's not going to affect your clearance. If you report these things that shows that you're being responsible and, and letting us know what's going on. And you're like, they immediately pulled my clearance. So if this guy was suspected of anything, they would have pulled it. They immediately. would, they would, there would have been no the investigation. They, they, they may investigate and give him his clearance back if they find out that yes. you know there's nothing going on but the chances of him getting his command back they will, are slim and none. yeah yeah not not much chance of it but but it would they they pull it immediately because of the level of responsibility and and what could go wrong uh now the yeah, way this story is written it impl- it gives you it doesn't say it but every i've read this story in three different places now they don't tell you that he's criminally being investigated that's a key they, they say well we're not going to comment you don't have to i know but just like i said it was it but was, now here's the medication <laughs> i know but here's the thing if 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 this is a criminal thing he'd have been removed a lot quicker 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But everybody's going to think that he did something wrong. There's another possibility here that could get him removed. If he was issued an order that's unlawful and he objected, this could also be why they've removed him. The yeah. nature of a boomer skipper suggests that's a strong possibility. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's a possibility. Okay. I mean, in, in today's military, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, I, I had a son that was in the military several years ago, and he was having some difficulties in his career. Uh, he, he's a very intelligent young man, and mm -hmm. he doesn't have very good social skills. I'll just put that out there. But he... He he knew the rules, okay, and he knew where the line was, and he would get up to that line, put his little toes on that line, and you know go to his supervisors and other workers, knowing that he didn't cross the line. He just went up to the line. He knew exactly how far he could go without getting in trouble. Yeah, and that's what Article Fifteen is all about. Well, yeah, Conduct but, unbecoming. But here's the problem: because he didn't cross the line. They kept trying to give him an Article 15, but they couldn't. Every time it went to the legal office, and, and this is what I found out when I finally pulled his piff, because I, I didn't want to get involved because I was retired chief and, and stuff, so I didn't want to insert myself. But it got to the point where, you know, I'm like, send me your piff. I need to see what's going on. I found not less than three unlawful orders given to him in writing. Yes. And because he did not follow those unlawful orders, they tried to give him Article 15s. But as soon as it hit the legal office, the legal office kicked it back saying, yeah. you can't order him to do so that. There's a, possibility, it's an unlawful order. there's a possibility that there's another reason he was removed. So it, politically at yes. that level, yes, that something that so, could happen in that When you get up to that level of command in, in any of the services, it's more political than it yes. is. But also Barbara says here, it says, so you're saying to clear these sub captains, instead of going back to kindergarten, they find the OB and pediatrician that attended the birth. Yes. Actually, Barbara, they go back For to when mommy and that. daddy made the baby. Y yes. Yes. They yeah. And I know we're being funny about that, but we're not being funny about that. No, no. Seriously. They, they, they investigate the families of these, yes. these individuals. Yes. Heavily. Heavily. So thank you, Charlie. Yep. All right, folks. We're not done with the ones here. These are some just miscellaneous ones I found. This one here, this says mass migration is about to sweep away the West's blinkered ruling class. In other words, the they. They're not going to sweep away the they's class. What the problem is, is the they let a whole bunch of people into the West thinking that they could control those people and they can't because they let the wrong folks in. And this is because the, the these folks, that level of arrogance is a astounding with these people they think they're gods i've told you that before i've showed you in their own words i've showed you in their actions but what they've done now is they they've caused themselves a problem and they know they're losing control on many fronts hold on to that that right there is one of the biggest things that i've seen in the headlines i'm sharing with you today that there is a threat to the control of these people you have a threat to the control of the population in china you have a threat to the control of the population in Russia. You have no control over the population of the Middle East. And now this story is admitting there's a threat to the control of the populations in the West. So all of our totalitarian oligarchs are feeling that they're about to lose everything. If you know human nature in history, you know what comes next. 
The quickest way for them to solve those problems is war. Solves their problems on many fronts. Here's another one I grabbed for you. NATO bears its teeth. This story is about NATO saber rattling to the to Russia. And then the next story, France ramps up weapons production for Ukraine and says Russia is scrutinizing the West's metal. France says Russia is testing us to see whether or not NATO is a paper tiger. I agree. France is ramping up weapons to production to give it to the Ukraine. Folks, do you realize that we've are, we're already in a hot war? Does anybody know what the Ukraine actually is right now, what it represents? Anybody know what a proxy war is? This is a war against Russia by the West through the Ukraine. Ukraine's being used to fight a proxy war. We are doing in the Ukraine the exact same thing that Iran is doing in Gaza and in Palestine, in Syria, in, in all that area. Iran's fighting the West through its agents. China is fighting the South Korea, Jap uh, Japan area through North Korea. It's fighting directly in, in the Southwest Pacific. In, in the Southeast and all that area. It's fighting directly there. Russia is fighting a war against the West through the Ukraine. And uh, the West is fighting a war against Russia through the Ukraine. Now, I saw a video the other day, in the, yesterday, last night, and the guy's making a good point. So you're ramping up production of ammunition to give to, uh, to Ukraine. You know what that means? That means if you start a hot war with China, you've already got your, your, your factories are already at full production. So you're ready for a war. You're taking C-117s and you're flying all this ammunition to Pola, Poland or other places in that area. And then you have to organize trucks to get it to the Ukraine. You know, you have to deliver the weapons to the Ukraine. Your supply system is being ramped up and hammered out and organized. In other words, this was a former military special forces guy pointing out everything you need to do before you start a hot shooting war with Russia or China, or in this case, Russia is being done in the support of the Ukraine. So in other words, all you have to do is flip a switch now and the system's already running to support what we would call Operation Reforger or Forger, Charlie. Is it Reforger? In other words, when you yeah. pretend to move all of America's reserve forces to Europe to fight the Russians, that was Operation Forger, wasn't it? Reforger or whatever. Yeah, maybe. 80s, I, I think it was. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. I, I think right. it was something like Reforger. But... The Can't Ukraine is getting us ready for that. All, all they have to do now, and they probably already have the shipping starting to be used. In other words, this is a beta test for a bigger war. I know you may not see it, but I do. I've studied military actions my whole life. I've been a military man my whole life, military-oriented into mine. Um, yes. I mean, Wade understands he was in the military. Going back to our submarine captain, he says the problem with having a high security clearance is that it affects everything about your life, who you can marry and where you can and can't travel, what you can and can't do with your, it affects everything. So yeah, that, that captain being removed, I don't remember the last time I've heard of any boomer or nuclear attack boat captain ever being removed. Jimmy Carter was a commander of a submarine. I think he was a fast attack boat. And that's not even a boomer. Boomers are even worse. Yeah, it was Reforger. Uh, return of forces to Germany. Ah, there we go. Thank you, Aaron. 
Aaron was in the army too. He would understand this. In other words, what we're doing right now is a prelude to a reforger to get ready to go fight Russia. Folks, this is all predictive programming to get the American people ready for what I think they're planning on doing. Global war. Whenever you want to reset the world, they thought COVID would do the job, and it pretty much did. Um, Glenn Beck's people, they did a Wednesday special this week about how the U.S. economy is pretty much under the control of the World Economic Forum now. And it pretty much is. It's been heading that way since Carol Quigley wrote his book, Tragedy and Hope, which we will revisit in the second hour today. But this is a culmination. The, the stories I'm sharing with you are a culmination of things we've been discussing here now for 330 plus shows, 340 now. This is why I tend to think that there are other things, bigger things going on in the world that are conspiracy. Because I'm aware of more of the pieces of the puzzle than the average American even pays attention to. And I know how they fit and where they, how they could fit together and where they might actually go. And if they, even if a few of them go there, it's bad news, man. It is bad news. Um, we're being set up. It's like I was telling Charlie before the show, we're being as a people, not the country itself, as a people, we are being set up for something. I, I'm not going to tell you I know what it is. I don't, not specifically, but I'll get you in the ballpark or whatever it's going to be. They're setting us up for the final move to take over this nation and to do away with the last vestiges of anything that resembles the founding of this nation. They do not want it. Now, before we go to the break, just a little teaser for where we're going to end the show. There's a prophecy about the Battle of Gog and Magog that says Israel will come under attack. Now, I've always wondered, you know, that's going to be the land of Israel, right? Because it says, you know, third of or half of the, the holy city will be attacked and all of this stuff. I understand that. I get that battle. But that's a battle that's in Daniel, not Ezekiel. And that war is with supposedly the Antichrist. Ezekiel seems to be a different war, and it's Muslims against Israel. More and more lately, I'm because now that I understand there are two houses and they have not been rejoined, I'm thinking that Charlie and I's favorite word, and in the scriptures, I'm beginning to think that attack is going to engage more than just the physical holy land of Israel. I think it's going to be the house of Israel as well meaning here home in the united states quite possibly could come under attack as well we already have 9-11 and we've been infiltrated by islamists and chinese communists so the godless and the antichrist are in control of our country why would they all why does the whole world want to focus here in on Israel in the Middle East. If I'm wrong about my interpretation of prophecy in the two houses, why is the focal point of everything going on in the world right now aimed at either the nation of Israel in the Middle East or the United States? Hmm? Why? If you understand prophecy the way we explained it this summer, you could very easily tell me why that is. We've got more. We're going to go to the break. When we come back from the break, I've got stories that did not come from 
you know, quote unquote, mainstream media, state controlled media it didn't come from MSN. Some of it's the same sources, but I've got sources. I'm, I've been reading Al Jazeera. I get more actual news from Al Jazeera than I do from CNN. So I've got a few more things to show you that are going to click this into place. And then the last half hour, I'm going to tie some of this together for you and give you some history lessons. Told you we're going to do some throwback Thursday too. I'm going to remind you of some history that is connected to everything that we're covering today. Everything on today's show can be connected. The flow of history didn't start when you were born and it doesn't end when you die. It's a continuum through the time of human existence on, on this earth. And we need to look at it that way. I do. And it helps me see over the horizon a little bit. So when we come back from the right, we're going to wrap up with the other stories I have for you. Do a little history lesson. Now I'm going to tie it all up into a neat little bow. And then I'm going to give you a little bit more of a warning that I think maybe at least believers are going to want to hear. We'll see you in six minutes.
right, coming out of the break real quick. I see Road Dog said, not to mention Navy SEALs gone missing. Worse than that, that time that SEAL Team 6 got wiped out because they were both in the same chopper, that's never done. Something weird happened there. So, yeah, there's all weird, all sorts of weird stuff going on in our military. But uh, Dip by DDT made a really good comment here. He says, just a thought, our young military that has been coming into the services are marshmallows compared to the soldiers and sailors we were 20 years ago. Yes, which is why the military has started taking people as old as 50 back into active duty service. They need people who can actually do the job as opposed to the youth today. The youth today are not physically fit. The, the military in this country is way below recruitment numbers. But like I said, we'll get to our military at a later date that we might have to do that on a Tuesday. That'll be a scary class just in itself. A few headlines I found on my own. This is headlines from my personal world, you know, the ones like I would normally bring to you on a Monday or something. Here's one from Forbes. Not everyone, but many firms are preparing to leave China. So like that toy company I told you about, there's a lot of firms wanting to get out of China, which brings me to the next story. This one here is from the Business Insider. Even Chinese companies are moving supply chains out of China to avoid geopolitical risks. Here are the six places they're heading for um, instead. Then there's a little subtitle here. This is what I want you to look at. Even Chinese manufacturers are shifting parts of their supply ch uh, chains out of China to manage risk. What type of risk? This is that's because manufacturers are moving to near where their customers are. Southeast Asia has benefit from a shift. So, so has Mexico and European countries. Why would I want to move near where my customers are? If you know there's a global war coming and that shipping is going to be hazardous and you want to maintain your company, you got to get closer to your customer base and you better do it in a hurry. Because if you're still manufacturing in China and the West goes to war with China, you're out of business. And you think, even if this isn't coordinated and planned, any responsible CEO that knows how to read the tea leaves, the international tea leaves and the signs of the times, if it were me and I had a company in China, I'd be getting the f out of there right now myself. Because I can see it coming not to mention shipping is getting much more expensive than more expensive than it used to be. Next story. This is from uh, physics.org. Why China's shrinking population is a big deal. The cost of an aging, smaller society. China's fertility rate has been below the level needed to sustain its population numbers since the early 1990s. The one China policy, the one child China policy. Thank you, George W. Bush and the CIA. Anyhow, this is a huge problem. Remember, we were just talking about how China has social economic problems to begin with. And you have an aging population that wants more money to work. You've got women getting all uppity who don't want to go back into the house and make more babies. Because that's a lot of what that is, is. They don't want to be barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. And now I have a reduced birth rate. Hmm. The sociologist in me is telling you right now, bad juju. That's an equation for trouble. Now, if you're China, one of the easiest ways to fix this, I got to get rid of my surplus male, young male population because the Chinese would abort female babies. They wanted the boy babies. So I got about 200 million young men of military age that can never get married. 
because there's not enough women. What do I do with them? Well, I send a bunch of them to the United States to get ready to fight the war there, but I also want to get rid of a bunch of others of them because you know what would happen if I have a war, I ramp up my economy and I get rid of all my youth that I don't need. It's a twofer. It's nudge. And I can crack down on the control problems I have here and stuff the women back where I want them to be because, you know, it's the survival of the nation. War makes things possible that you would never be able to do in peacetime. Do not think for a second that leaders of the world don't think that way because they are not all they want to do is stay in charge. They want their power. They don't care about what happens to you and I because it doesn't affect them. As long as they get to stay in their castle, they'll do whatever needs to be done to stay there. So these stories are potentially, potentially very ominous. We're not done. China's economy had a miserable year. 2024 might be even worse than we thought. This is from CNN Business. And this story goes over how bad it was for China on multiple fronts. From Al Jazeera, why are China and Russia strengthening ties? The deepening of ties between China and Russia is unprecedented and comes at a time of escalating tension in the West. China and Russia have never liked each other. They're both communists, but they both see each other as adversaries. All of a sudden now, they're buddy-buddy, and they are actually working together. That should That's a problem, folks. And then here from Al Jazeera, can BRICS dethrone the U.S. dollar? It'll be an uphill climb, experts say. Experts told us that COVID was going to kill us all if we didn't wear a mask. And now those very same experts are saying, well, the mask was never going to solve anything. We never said that. Yeah, you did. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. We got it on video. That's a deep fake. Shut up, Fauci. I'm being facetious here, being funny, but that's exactly what's going on with COVID right now. So don't trust the experts. What is BRICS? That's an alternative to the United States dollar. They're trying to break oil away from being pegged to the dollar. Charlie's a financial man. Charlie, put your microphone on. What happens to the United States if all of a sudden oil is priced in something other than the U.S. dollar? The U.S. dollar will be deflated so much that we'll be like Venezuelans having, uh, you know, wheelbarrow fulls of money that won't buy you nothing. So, so far today, we've seen two, you know, Taiwan falls, we're in trouble. The BRICS gets, succeeds, we're in trouble. We've seen three or four different things here that could collapse our country overnight almost. Oh, yeah. And they're all rattling at us at the same time from the exact same sources. Yeah. You don't see any intention behind any of these stories, do you? Or no, potentially no, that they're intentional? No, there's no connection. And coordinated between allies, you know, no, enemy allies? No, there's, there's no. So the United States isn't in anybody's crosshairs. You're just a conspiracy kook. Yes. Thank you, Charlie. See, I, I love it. I, I can relax now. I'm just a conspiracy kook. <sighs> so this next story isn't going to bother anybody. Chinese lab crafts mutant COVID-19 strain with 100% kill rate in humanized mice. Surprisingly, rapid death. That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, folks, May I ask a question? It's a stupid question. If I'm making, we just had COVID, global problems. So why do I want to make it worse? Well, because COVID 
wasn't lethal. The jab was. Now they're telling me they're making a COVID strain that is lethal. Okay, that's one level of stupidity. Here's another question. If you did that, why would you tell the world? Serious question, why would you tell the world? Unless, of course, this headline here, this headline, this one right here, is predictive programming. Oh, my God, the Chinese released the 100% lethal. You got to get this jab now. Everybody's jabbed, which is what they wanted. Hmm. Just conspiracy thinking. Let's not pay any attention to that. Let's just move along, move along. Nothing to see here. Iran and Russia are closer than ever before. This is from FP, whatever the heck that is, foreign policy. They found common ground on the battlefield in the Ukraine, but not everyone in Tehran is happy about it. I could care less. Iran and Russia are close. Russia and China are close. I have myself a new trilateral axis instead of Japan. It's China. We still got Russia involved here instead of Germany. And now it's Iran instead of Italy. But I still have lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Of course, now, you know, if you could replace China with Greece, you'd have lions and leopards and bears. Pay no attention to that. That's that's just where we're going at the end of the show. It's not important right now. Argentina's Javier Milieu just stopped the World Economic Forum to take a chainsaw to everything they believe. And check it out. Oh, boy, did he. Um, yeah, th- this gentleman has taken a hand grenade, pulled the pin, and shoved it into the shorts of every secular humanist Everywhere. If you like socialism in any way, shape, or form, or global control, he's a problem. I'm expecting this man to Epstein himself here real soon. The powers that be cannot have him running around doing what he's doing and saying what he's saying. I wish this man were in the United States. We might actually have a chance. You should, by all means, if you don't go to a single story in your homework today, watch that video on Twix, you know, Twitter X. That man went off on the WEC, which then leads us to this one from Rebel News. The EU president demands more government control to encounter misinformation. In other words, people like me. And look where he was when she, or look where she was when she wanted that. She demands it. She says, our freedom comes with risks, European Union EP President Ursula von der Leyen or whatever told the World Economic Forum in Davos. The top concern is disinformation and misinformation as the boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner. In other words, we can't have free voices. Propaganda doesn't work if we don't control everything. They've got to be able to hear only what we want to tell them. So we got to shut them up. Remember, you know, Starlink is going to be a threat to the Chinese. Same reason the Chinese are going to be able to find out the truth. And then those uppity women might want even more freedom. Oh, my God, we got to shut down Starlink. Well, the Starlink satellite base, Mr. Xi Jinping, quick, shoot down the satellites. Now, Biden, the Chinese are shooting down an American company's satellites. What are we going to do? That's international space. I guess we're going to have to go to war. I mean, any which kind of way I dice it, we're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. Oh, look there, man. I'm quoting Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, I know. Like I said, being facetious. So all of this, I had all of those stories ready for you before the show was done. 
I mean, b- before the show started, all of that was done. I come here, all of that's ready. I threw a few extra links on it. It's all ready. I got 32, no, it was 28 minutes, 32, 30, about a half hour till the show starts. For whatever reason, I just clicked on, you know, internet again, mainstream media, back to MSN. Clicked on that, and lo and behold, I find this. The three three threats that could spark World War III. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Even the left finds a nut every now and then. Especially if that's the nut I'm supposed to see. Predictive programming, right? They want us thinking that World War III is going to start at any moment now. All we need is our Archduke Ferdinand moment. You know, the thing that started World War I. Well, I told you we were going to have a little history lesson real quick. And so we are. Who in U.S. history wanted to deal with Russia while we still could have? Before it would have cost us everything we've paid the price for since 1945. Patton. What happened to Patton? Died in a mysterious car accident. If you've never researched that, uh, he might have been suicided. Because Patton was killed to shut him up. In my opinion, my opinion. I know when you go and you read the official report, but yes, Heron was on board with there. George S. Patton said, give me 10 days and I'll have a war with the SOBs and make it look like their fault. He would have. And guess what? The Russians, the Germans would have helped us fight Patton. We had a built-in ally right there. The Germans would have, their military would have turned right around and helped us fight Russia. They would have helped Patton fight Russia. We'd have had allies. Should have dealt with that then and there. We didn't. MacArthur defied Truman and tried to deal with China in Korea. It wasn't North Korea he was fighting. He was fighting China, and he tried to put China back in its place. And he got fired for it. And he he was one of the first ones canceled we're reaping the cost of not listening to these men at the time in both cases it was because well if we do that we might yeah we might we might we might if we didn't do that we were we will it is is guaranteed you were going to have trouble with russia if you didn't deal with them in 1945 we didn't we got it it's here now this time they have nukes back then they didn't it's guaranteed you're going to have trouble with China if you didn't deal with them in the 1950s. We were worried they had nukes. They didn't at that time. Now they do. So typical human fashion, we wanted somebody else to bleed. I understand we were war-weary from World War II. I got that. I understand. But I also understand that at the time, in 1945, Russia could not have stood up to the United States and in, in the Allies. Allies would have rolled them over, Jack. There was nothing in the world that could have stood up to the military juggernaut that Patton would have had at his hands. Nothing. You got to remember the Russian supply lines were so far overextended from their factories were still in the Ural Mountains. Our tactical air force would have wrecked havoc on them. And Patton knew it. And there's nothing that the Chinese could have done against us. At that time, they were barely able to put rifles in the hands of their soldiers. A soldier was given three bullets going into a into combat against the Americans in, China, in uh, North Korea. Every third or fourth or fifth man had a rifle. 
And you were basically told when the guy with the rifle gets killed, pick it up, fire your three bullets. If you're still alive, hand the rifle to somebody else. That's how underarmed they were. All they had was people. We didn't deal with it. We're reaping the whirlwind now. Now, politically, politically, we still have trouble with China. As the tortoise found out, Teddy Roosevelt started messing in China with the, with the, the white boat tour, the China tour, or whatever. He, he sent a cruise ship out there, and he, he starts messing with inner politics of the Chinese back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And then FDR, he messes in China after during uh, World War II. We used China because we needed them to help us fight the Japanese. But we didn't care about China, and we should have. Had we sided with Chiang Kai-shek instead of Mao in letting Mao, you know, we, we dissed him and we just cut him loose. And then we ended up getting Mao because we were sympathetic to the, to the communists. So you get Mao because you wouldn't stick with your ally that you had during the war. And that gave us Ho Chi Minh, which gave us Vietnam. We're, all of these wars are a result of us meddling in places we shouldn't. And then after we meddle, not keeping our word. So Truman and Eisenhower screwed up China. And then Bush and the CIA go in there and start the one-child policy, which is now putting economic pressure on China. So what do you end up with there? We're still reaping the rewards of our arrogance and our ignorance and our stupidity. Always worried about the here and now and never the long term. Now you got something else going on. Drugs. You know, you got that narco state or whatever that's causing the Chinese trouble and everything. But it's more than that. Britain controlled India in the 1700s and all back in Afghanistan. On Britain controlled India with drugs at one point in history. Guess who learned that lesson and used it in China? The United States. We did. We used it to mess with the Chinese. And it worked in both cases. Why do you think there's no real war on drugs in the United States? Yeah, because our government is using drugs against us the same way we did against the Chinese and the same way the British did against the Indians. Yes. If it works, it's not going anywhere. They'll keep doing it. That's the easiest answer. That's the Occam's razor answer to why we don't stamp out the drug trade. That and the fact that the United States makes too much money off of it. Don't forget who was one of the biggest drug runners into this country back in the uh, 70s and 80s started in Southeast Asia in Vietnam with a little airline called, you know, what was that? Um, Air America or whatever, you know, the CIA. And then they brought it here and they used the drug money to fund their covert operations. And they used that to fund a Rhodes scholar by the name of Bill Clinton through a place called Arkansas. And if you dig into that, you're going to find out that's not right-wing conspiracy theory. That's the truth. So now we're going to jump ourselves back in our history lessons to Carol Quigley's book, Tragedy and Hope. Carol Quigley tells us that after World War II, the movers and shakers of the Western world decided we don't ever want to have anything this destructive again. We want to be able to control the world, but we don't want to have to fight a war because it messes up all of our property and our wealth. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to interconnect everybody economically. This way, if you get too uppity, the rest of us can constrict your economic flow. 
we can hurt your economy. They thought that was a great idea, which is one of the reasons that all the industry in the United States was dispersed. It wasn't all just because, oh, it's cheaper in China. Yes and no. You still got to bring it over here and you got to pay the graft over there and everything else. You know, there's still costs. But a lot of this, not all of it, but a lot of it, moving things to Mexico, things to Canada, whatever, it, that's part of what this is, what Carol Quigley told us they were doing. So this was done by agreement within the West without telling the people what was going on, but it was forced on lesser countries, you know, the quote unquote undeveloped third world. Now, what happens when that undeveloped third world over decades of having your industry in it reaches a point where they're economically able to seek their own independence? They had, they were forced into this tragedy and hope agreement where everybody was interlocked. They didn't want it. They didn't. And they're totalitarian like China and, you know, other countries in this world, Iran, whatever, everybody else had this stuff forced on them. They didn't ask for it. And you've got the totalitarian governments in there. And now that they're making money on a national level, they want to get out from underneath the West's thumb. Russia is part of this, folks. Russia was never part of the West. Russia is not Western. Russia is a unique country. They got their own culture, Jack. They're, they're closer to the Middle East than they are to Western. So you got all these countries that now have the money to do something and get uppity. But they also have internal strife. They've got to do something with their population to, to satisfy their demand for a better life. But they're also going to take this money and they don't want to lose this money that they're getting because that makes their castle better. And they want to break away from the control of the West. So what happens when that starts to happen? That's what BRICS is all about. What, what, do you, what do you think the Western world powers are going to do when they start losing control and, and this Carol Quigley system breaks down and no longer works? I don't have the answer to that, but I don't think the people who designed it have the answer either. So what you have is a powder keg that nobody's considered or thought out here. So monkey yes, with the button. Monkeys with the button. So now in the world stage, the headlines I've shared with you today, I told you before, the proverbial they, you know, quote unquote they, they talk to each other, they signal each other in these headlines. And they also use those headlines to, to manipulate you and I. And even the manipulation is a signal. This is part of the problem you have. Once you practice to deceive, oh, what a tangled web you weave. So they're starting, what does this mean? Well, this means this. And it, it, it's the princess bride. Well, you thought I would drink that one because you'd poisoned it. And, and then you knew that I would do this. And he keeps switching the cups around. The truth is they were both poisoned. I'm immune to the poison. Got you in either way. It, it, and this is what it is. They, they're, they're too smart by more than half. So what it is, is things are starting to get out of control. And then you've brought all these foreigners into your country. You got plans for them, but they're doing things that, you know, typical of the American and the Western world in, in particular, you know, the reason that uh, Vietnam went so long is because the North Vietnamese didn't play ball. They should have known in rolling thunder is I'm bombing them and I'm getting closer and closer to their capital city. They should have eventually said, I give up. Before I start bombing, it, it, folks, people aren't always going to play by your rules that you made up for them. And we're living in a world like that now. Now let's throw this into the, into the mix. China owns the deep state. All the money they've been giving our people since at least Bill Clinton sold himself out to the Chinese 
for some campaign contributions and then he turned around and he sold them you know part of our coal our cleanest burning coal deposit and he sold them the technology that allowed them to put their rockets into space and make their submarines quiet he did all of that for a couple hundred thousand dollars so china owns the deep state they own biden we know that Russia owns part of the deep state. You know, Hillary sold out for you know, our uranium and, and all this stuff. And, and the steel dossier came from the Russians. So we know that Russia owns part of the deep state. Islam owns a lot of the deep state. Unholy Alliance, David Horowitz. The World Economic Forum and the banks own a good part of the deep state. You know, the Fed. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure that China, Islam, Russia, and the WEF and the banks aren't the deep state. And I'm not sure that the leader of the deep state isn't a seven-headed dragon. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. But, you know, I can't go there. The point here, though, is that the people in control of our, what we call the deep state, the deep state's not pulling its own strings. There are too many people who have, a, have hooks into them. And there are too many secrets that could be revealed. The blackmail runs rampant in our government right now. I guarantee it on an international level. And then the thing with BRICS, the U.S. dollar being linked to gold. It used to be. And we told the world that we would be the reserve currency because we would always had the gold to back it up. Now we don't. Now we have hypothesized what gold we may or may not have. And we've lent that gold to people three or four or five times, meaning it doesn't belong to anybody. We've stole from people is what it is. So then oil was priced to the U.S. dollar because it's the reserved currency. It's the only thing keeping the U.S. dollar up now. Our fiat money, the, the amount we've printed, if they ever give the world a recognized alternative to the U.S. dollar, it's over with for us. This is why they're fighting against Bitcoin. This is why they don't want uh, cryptocurrencies. Because as soon as the world recognizes another currency that they trust more than the U.S. dollar, this is all over. Well, folks, it is already over. The only reason the world trusts the U.S. dollar is because they still trust the United States, but they don't trust the United States. In other words, this, is a, this system is dead man walking. Now, I don't know if anybody will save it or if it will finally fall and hit the ground. I don't know which, but I know I see the danger. We are causing the world pain right now, and I see it. My export sales for my business are in the tank. And that's because even though my products are cheaper than all my competitors on a global level, nobody can afford the U.S. dollar. I, I, it's almost two to one in Australia. And, and it's, it's almost half again as, worth half again as much in Canada. I have not seen the U.S. dollar this strong in 20 years of doing business. 21 years now. I haven't seen it this strong. I'm sure it has been, but I didn't notice it. But that causes trouble for the rest of the world because it means their energy prices go up. The, 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 what they need to stay warm or stay cold or feed themselves, and that's our fault right now. It is. And we're showing our arrogance and our stupidity in everything we do. We're not doing anything to make it better. Now, the open borders. That's an invasion, folks. At this point, that is just a wanton invasion. And I, I saw another story I didn't share with you, but it was up today. The, the Chinese are coming predominantly single men of military age. They're coming over here by the droves. And then you have 
Islamic jihadis are coming into this country. And I saw things at the border, and these are MSN stories, these are mainstream media stories meant to make us feel sorry for these people. Well, they're coming for the freedom, and they're so persecuted. I don't believe a crap of that. I don't doubt the one or two people they're interviewing, but I don't know how many they had to go through to find that one. I don't trust the media. Well, the hurricane's so bad and the flooding's so great, and the guy behind him's walking through the water. It's only ankle deep. You know, but the, flood, the, the stop sign had been lowered into the ground to make it look like the water was higher. What are you talking about, Joe? That happened during a hurricane a couple of years back. The media altered the scene to make it look better for the camera. I don't trust anything on the camera anymore. I know that the great number of people coming into this country are military-age single men. If you don't find them a job, or maybe they already have a job, folks, because just about everybody in that age group in China coming over here, if you're working in Chinese industry, they're not letting you come over here. I want to know where they're coming from. Are they coming from the Chinese military? And then the, the jihadis coming into this country? All of this, and even if it is what we're told, even if they just want to come here for a chance at a better life, then what you're doing is you're funding Cloward and Piven because these people are all going on welfare programs that are coming off the back of the American worker. The pressures on this country are absolutely astronomical. This cannot continue. Something, this is like a San Andreas fault, folks. Something is going to have to give soon. And then we have China, the EU, and the U.S. are all looking to censor us. And that is because it is necessary to control the narrative in order for propaganda to work. And it is necessary that propaganda work in order to control the narrative. It's a feedback loop. And in order for them to stay in power, they have got to control the narrative. So they're going to have to start shutting us down. And I don't know how they're going to do that with people like, you know, Elon Musk out there with Starlink. I don't know if he's a good boy or a bad boy. I don't. I, I, I shared a conspiracy theory the other day with him that I could see that he's one of the biggest threats we got going right now. And I could see where he snap a trap on the whole world and have us cheering him as a hero in the process. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to go over that right now because I think it's really far-fetched and crazy. That's my paranoia going on, but I could see it. I could put that plan together. But the point is, is I am so cynical and jaded now. I think it's all kabuki theater. I don't trust anything I'm seeing. And remember the CIA said that's where they want me because they think that that's where it's easier. For, no, not for me personally, because I do have an anchor. Remember, my worldview is anchored. That's why I encourage you to anchor it to something. So I told you I would wrap all of this up for you. Hmm. I see two things here. The material world thing that I see is easy. All the signs of a coming war are right there in front of me. I've been given all the excuses. They could do it economically. They could do it because China started it. Russia started it. Iran started it. We were forced into it. The hyper, man, they've got all the excuses they want. The border got overrun. I just mentioned one to Charlie. And it, this one kind of got his attention. Read between the lines just a little bit. Heaven forbid something happened to Joe Biden right now, especially something along the lines of what happened to Reagan and JFK. And heaven forbid they January 6th that 
remember, this is conspiracy theory day. This is all just for entertainment people. Heaven forbid they January 6th it and blame it on the MAGA group. They now have the excuse they need to take out the American right. Because, you know, that's proof that you're insurrectionists. Which means we've got to get rid of the Second Amendment and we're going to need help. So I'm going to need the UN to come in and the UN just deputizes all the foreign national men that we have living in our country right now. And the next thing you know, we're an occupied nation. I could see that happening very easily. That's Red Dawn without the airplanes dropping the people on us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I could easily see that happening. But all I know is the headlines are telling me that something bad is coming. Now, if I'm going to get conspiratorial in a spiritual way, if you are a Tim LaHaye left behind or a Lacanza guy or gal, you now know that I'm wrong. My understanding of his, it, it, you're seeing the headlines and you know I'm wrong. Look, Joe, it's Iran, China, you know, the yellow horde from the east is going to come across the dried Euphrates and the Euphrates is dried up. So that's where the 200 million man army is coming from. That's the Chinese and Russia's Russia. And, you know, the Muslims, that's that's part of in there. That's the leopard, bear, lion, beast, and all that good stuff. And everything we're seeing, you know, the Iran's allied with Russia. This is everything Tim LaHaye told us we were going to be looking for. All we're waiting for now is the Antichrist to come lead the war against Israel. Because the whole world's against Israel right now, even the United States. So everything you were told to look at or look for is right there. So my understanding of prophecy is wrong. If you believe that way. I look at that and I say, if I am right, you've not only been deceived, but the affairs of man were manipulated intentionally by the prince who is to come, which is a spiritual being, that's clear in Daniel, manipulated it to make it happen this way, so that you would see what the Lacanza family started, what the Tim LaHaye version of eschatology, you would see that in the events of mankind's history. You'd see that playing out in the headlines. And you'd start looking for false antichrists. So when the real Messiah shows up, you'll accuse him of being the Antichrist. You won't recognize him because you've believed a lie. Now, for me, that's exactly the way Satan has always operated. That's exactly the way the scriptures tell me he operates. Not only will you embrace the lie, you'll defend it. And in the process, you end up worshiping the beast. That is exactly what we're told happens. Said, no, Joe, Jesus said that the, the it won't deceive the de believers. No, he says, if that were possible. You better be careful how you interpret that. You interpret it to the affirmative. What I interpret it is, if you're somebody weak in your faith, he will deceive you. If it's possible, he'll do it. Where do I get my second witness for that? Second Thessalonians 2, the great falling away. You know, those who did believe who fall away. A great apostasy is coming. It's not a great revival like we've been taught. That's part of the Tim LaHaye left behind idea of eschatology. Now, I know. I get it. I understand. A lot of people don't agree with me. The way I see scripture, the way I understand prophecy, these headlines play perfectly into it. I understand it as well. There's many ways to look at this. One of us is big time wrong. If you're going to believe the left behind side, 
one of us is believing the Bible, the other one is believing a deception. Could be both of us, but I don't think so. The point here, though, is, is spiritually, we're told a lot of people will be deceived and that they'll think they're saved the whole time they've been worshiping Satan. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just see the signs in the season. And I know that if you're not anchored to something strong, it's going to shake you and you're not going to stand up to the storm. You don't have a lot of time left. You don't. Everything I've been reading lately tells me 2024, 2024. I don't mean I'm deducing that. I mean, they're literally telling me in the headlines, 2024. It's almost like they, it, well, you know, event 201, eventually we're going to have this, you know, this ban pandemic and we're going to have to follow this plan that we've war gamed. And lo and behold, two months later, we have the pandemic and they follow the plan that they've war gamed. Gee, they've done that more than once. 2017, Trump will have to face a pandemic. Well, thank you, Fauci. How'd you know that was coming? Well, because I've been writing the outline for Event 201. We just don't know when we're going to hold that conference. Well, you didn't say that, but, you know, that's inference. I'm very cynical. I'm very skeptical of men, human beings, capital M. So, I'm urging you, please. If nothing else, make sure you're awake. These headlines, if you know history and the patterns in history, this is the reason people sometimes describe history as cyclical. Um, because humans follow a pattern, a generational pattern. You know, bad times, good men, good men, good times, good times, bad men, bad men, bad times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a pattern. We, yes, Aaron, humans equal meat monkeys in a lot of ways. We're stiff-necked people, according to Yahweh. We will not learn. Don't be that. Don't be that. Do your homework. Find an anchor. Chain yourself to it. Be ready to weather the storm. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what it'll be. I just know that 2024 is going to be a rough year. And if the first two and a half weeks is any sign, I'm ready to return it already because it's been rough in my personal world already. Horrible year. You know, it's like I saw on me on, on, on a Facebook meme the other day. All right. Who had Nephilim in Miami for January, you know, for what's next that, that joke's not funny anymore. You know, back in COVID who had land sharks for whatever, you know, the, the great toilet paper shortage and murder hornets and, this stuff isn't funny anymore. It's it happens with regularity now. We're ex, we're accepting it. We're boiling, and we don't realize that we need to get out of the pot. Due to the nature of the way I see history, I see it happening again. It, everything I predicted in 2012 is already behind us. Everything except hyperinflation. They're hiding that. There's there is. 
extreme inflation in our country right now, but it's not hyperinflation yet. You could have that overnight. If, if OPEC suddenly starts pricing, if OPEC decides to price oil in a different currency and the world accepts it, we're done. Overnight, we're done. And I mean literally it could be overnight. It's not like anybody, you know, it's not like Mulder and Scully predicted this for us. I was just going to say, it's not like on Friday it would start and by Monday yeah. it's all over. Yeah, it's, it's not like a video that we've watched. And that video had nothing to do with COVID and CRISPR technology and gene splicing and altering our DNA, did it, Charlie? No, none of that. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just Hollywood fantasy. Or attacks on our electric grid that would cripple the country. And it's not like if they mess with our DNA that we gave them the right to or anything. Yes. I know. I'm putting out the misinformation that they want to silence. What do I tell you to do all the time? Test it for yourself. I even teach you how to study it in a way that I tell you to be cynical when you study. Don't always believe what you read. Try not to, even if you're inclined to tell yourself, okay, well, what's the other side of this? Let me prove myself wrong. Can you? Let me prove the other guy. I disagree with Joe Biden. Let me see if I can prove him right. Can you? Look at this from all, pick up the Rubik's Cube and start looking at it from all sides. Put the puzzle pieces together for yourself. Do the work. I'm not worried about where you're going to end up. You and I are not going to be all that different in our opinions when you're done. It's like me and Charlie, man. You might have a few differences of opinions here and there, but on the whole, we're all going to be in the same ball field and probably in the infield. More than likely, if you do your work good, we're going to be sitting in the same section of the bleachers. Um, that's what I wanted to bring to you today. I don't have anything else. Charlie, you got anything you want to add to today's show? Comments, suggestions, anybody on the board? I think that's been enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this bother you, Charlie? It's a conspiracy theory, Charlie. There's nothing to it. It's, it's thin, real thin, anorexic. Conspiracy. Hold on, Trixie's house is about to blow up. Conspiracy, maybe theory. Mm, I don't know about that. There's, there's too many. It, it, like you, you talk about the the vector analysis. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's too many things going in the same direction, and any one of them, any one of them, if it kicks off, it 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 means the end. You mean it's like I have an uber lord with a bunch of little minions that are all running around trying to plot their own demise of the world to, to show the uber lord that they figured out how to do it best? Right. Just just like you, you, you use. You the mean example. like the prince who is to come and all his demonic henchmen? Yeah. It's, it's like the example you use, you know, the way they possibly control people is they find people that are unstable already and they feed them stuff to get them to go over the edge and you know sometimes one of them pops some of them sometimes 
half a dozen of so them. So Charlie, if that works with the individual, why do we why do we think that they wouldn't do that with nations? Because after all, a nation is just its leadership. Why not? Yes. I mean you're you're dealing with, you know, monkeys with buttons. Let me ask a We're question. Not to say that. And this is related. It may not seem like it, but it's related. All I have to do is plant the idea in people's heads. The nature of the people I'm looking for, they'll do this naturally. Stakeholders. That's a buzzword for fascism nowadays. My wife got a, uh, she got a praise letter from her, her boss this week. And that word stakeholder was in the praise letter. (laughs) And this has nothing to do with global fascism or government or anything like that. It's just that prevalent in our society now. And I have no doubt that the lady who used the word does not know what it means. But the powers that be do. And when you pick up these buzzwords, you let them know just how successful they've been at infiltrating the group mindset. Yeah. And if you think this isn't being studied, you haven't been in my shows long enough because I've shown you where to go read it. And it's old. The study of how to control the mind, the group mind goes back to the late 1800s at the least. I haven't found anything before that, but that's where they turned it into a science. So I understand why you're, I've just infected you. I've turned you into a fanboy. You're thinking like I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I don't like thinking this way. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Not fun. What are the chances are that you'll get caught by surprise now? Uh, a lot less. like Greatly diminished, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm coming to expect this stuff. Now, if you're not caught by surprise, when everybody else has to go through that cycle of the shock of coming to realize, realization, oh, my God, this is real. It's really happening. You're already in action mode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are already one step up above everybody else around you that doesn't think the same way. So while everybody comes to grips with whatever may happen, you're doing what you need to do in the immediate moment to prepare your family and yourself for survival. Now, if you think that's not a service, I don't know that that's one of the best services I could provide you. It is. And and that's, that's probably, it's probably the worst part of this whole thing is that there's going to be so many people in in my opinion if the, if this if you're right and and this stuff goes the way it is and and you're right that the you know Tim LaHaye left behind stuff is is not right there's going to be a lot of so-called Christians that will overnight lose their faith and isn't that an and, economy of effort on the part of the enemy yes it, and I mean, that's, that, man, that, <clears throat> but, but on the other side of that, is that not what that book up there in your shelf says? Tez tells me that's what's going to happen. Yes, he does. It does. The scriptures so, tell me that's exactly what's going to happen. We, we have to, we have to look at it carefully and examine it. Like you say, test it and see if you come up with the same, uh, same answer as we are. This is why we have to do that show on the military right here. Barbara, she says, basically, our only natural hope is that we still have ethical constitutional military (sighs) leaders somewhere in key positions. Supernaturally, we know the end of the book. Yeah, but the United States military is thoroughly corrupted, Barbara, especially at the officer level, field grade officer level. And the problem is, 
is we are going the way of Rome. Yes. We've got too many foreign nationals in our military. Our military is becoming a mercenary force rather than a military force. They've already said upwards of 20% of our military, U.S. citizen military, are gang members getting trained. Yes. So if you've got 20 to 25% foreign nationals and 20% gang members, half your military are not loyal to their oath. Yeah. That's all. Those are the grunts. That's all it takes, especially since, like I said, the officer corps has been purged. So don't trust the United States military folks. They're, they're not your friend. So, and, and I'm not telling you to be despair. That's not the point. No, that's not the point. No, like, uh, who was it? It was Barbara. You know, we, we know the end of the book. Yes. We know the end of the book. So we know who wins in the end. And that's, you know, that's why we have to have that, that grounding, that anchor so that we understand that, you know, like you talk about the Marines and stuff, you know, we, we know what the mission is and, and, you know, we know what the end of the mission is and we're going to be successful in that mission. Stay on mission. Whether we make it through to the end of that mission, that that's irrelevant. But the unit in this case, but kingdom the of unit, Yahweh, the kingdom will, will make it. Mm-hmm. And the beauty here is if you stay loyal to the end, you get brought back and put back into play. You get That's respawned. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's it's like a video game. You know? Oh, I lost a lot. Oh, here, I just click this button and hey, I'm back. back in there. This time you come back in a body that can't be killed. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, you got superpowers. Then. <laughs> All right, folks. Ooh, you come back with a buff. Yeah. <laughs> you get one of those those superpowers that they can't kill you anymore. All right. We'll wrap this one up. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about um, natural law, natural rights, Constitution, a little bit about Leos, law enforcement officers, and I might even throw some about the military in there for y'all. For those of you that have stuck with us all day today, congratulations. I I applaud you. This was not the easiest day to go through. Unfortunately, I've noticed that it's also one of these days that everybody tends to love. I hate these shows. I hate them, too, because I consider myself part of the problem when I do these shows. But... Hopefully y'all understand why we're doing it. Don't get caught unaware this way. You don't spend a day or two or three freaking out. You go right into emergency crisis mode and deal with the problem and get ready for the future. So that's the whole point. Psychologically, mentally get you prepared for whatever may come. That's the best thing I know to help you do. Cause I don't know what might happen. I just know something in this year is not going to go well, something. So get ready for whatever it may be. You don't know which direction you're going to have to turn. Prepare yourself. So if we have done anything that you've appreciated, please hit those thumbs up buttons. Those talk to Charlie and Natasha. Tell them you appreciate their effort and their their volunteer work here. If you like what we're doing in the show, please share it with whoever you think in your own life might actually um, benefit from it, please. Um, just warn them. Tell them, one, the show builds on itself. You have to be here for a while to get the maximum benefit. Today was one of the days that proves that if you're a relatively new member of the class, a lot of this may not be making sense to you. You've been with us from the beginning. The fireflies. I saw one of the comments in the comment section. The fireflies should have been going off in your head everywhere. Fireflies are connections. Say we've covered this before. That piece drives this. That piece of history is driving today. That piece of history is driving this thing today. The past drives the present. That's what a firefly is. It connects it and shows you how they're interrelated and they, they, explain each other so the firefly should have been going off so explain to whoever you share the show with the more time you do you spend here the better it'll be for you 
and then also explain to them that the host, you know, me, uh, love child between Gregory House and Sheldon Cooper. Uh, if you're into TV, it, it, whatever you have to tell people, uh, when we say I'm an acquired taste, we know it, we mean it. We're not, I mean, it's a joke, but it isn't. So yeah, I understand. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I, I've heard it all already anyway, so uh, I'll help you make the jokes. I don't care. I know I'm broken. I got it. But we love each and every one of you. We do this to try and help. We hope it does help. We hope it, it edifies you and enriches your life in some way, prepares you for things, or at least gets you thinking a long ways. If it gets you thinking, period, mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> may have to find a bridge to jump from. No, 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 no. Don't, don't be doing that. It, it, it's all going to work out, man. It's all going to work out, especially if you can peg yourself to the same anchor we are uh, here at the show. Uh, there, there's hope there. It's going to be good. Um, just get ready for it. That's half the battle. If you're mentally prepared for what might be coming, when it happens, a lot of times it's a letdown because it wasn't as bad as you made it out to be in your head. And you're like, oh, I can deal with this. So that's part of what we're doing here. Um, I'm, I'm turning you all into civilian Marines. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but you know, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> civilian marines that wear the crusaders cross <laughs> yes ai does this mean we need to start chewing crayons no 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 i said civilians oh uh, okay cool i prefer markers okay you can have markers especially the ones that have pretty little flavors in the smell <laughs> we'll see y'all tomorrow hopefully we'll be able to get through to jimmy zinker we'll have him join us for a while tomorrow Y'all stay safe. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.